everyone, and welcome back to Glass Seats. This is a show where two hockey aficionados discuss their perspectives on headlines surrounding the NHL, including recent stories, game highlights, league culture, and other topics trending amongst the fans. My name is Mernal, and this week in hockey, it is all about the off-season. So we're going to be talking about management moves, we're going to be talking trades, we're going to be talking buyouts, because that is the big story this week. Um, fortunately for this week on this podcast, you've got one hockey aficionado, me. So I will be going over some of the biggest stories that have happened since the Vegas Golden Knights have won the Stanley Cup. So while the Knights are out partying and throwing one hell of a party, I might add, on the strip right now, 31 other teams are getting ready for the next hockey season. So for those of you who are maybe unfamiliar on how the timing of the season works, from the time that the Cup is awarded, there are a few events that happened, um, which will be the NHL awards and the NHL draft, which are coming up in the next week. And um, July 1st is free agency. So that's technically the end and start of the season and the start of the next season. So on July 1st is when everyone's contracts are up and free agents who are not under contract with teams will be available to be signed by any other team. Some restrictions on those restricted free agents, but generally you can think of it as time when all the players are available so what does that mean that happens between the cup and what happens between now uh, teams need to get ready to be able to sign those free agents so they need to be able to clear up cap space um, and they can do that by making trades and or buyouts where a player is paid a reduced amount for their contract but they no longer have to play for that team and are free to sign with any other team come july 1st so to that end, um, there have been a few teams that have been making a lot of moves. Uh, we talked about the Columbus Blue Jackets a few podcasts ago, where they hired Mike Babcock as head coach. And we talked about how this season is kind of a little bit more desperate for them, you know, especially we talked about general manager Jarmo Kekalainen wanting to make a big move. So um, Columbus has also been really active and has been trading for defensemen, has been trading goalies, uh, a lot of players have been moving around there, and Columbus really looks to be beefing up their team for next season. Um, So those kind of moves are going on, but the one I want to talk about, and this will tie into Columbus later, is Oliver ekman Larson, the defenseman, has been bought out by the Canucks. He had four years left on his contract. He will now be paid $19.5 million over the next eight years uh, in order to clear up some room for Vancouver. And essentially, he's paid $19.5 million to no longer play for the Canucks. So why is his contract so high? Um, he was owed more than that and had only four years left. And the way the buyout works, it extends the time but reduces the cap hit. So now has varying cap hits based on the percentage of salary he's owed each year. But it goes up to $4.7 million at its highest point over the next eight years. Uh, also notable that when... Oliver ekman Larson was traded from the Arizona Coyotes to the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, they had retained on his salary, expecting that to be, I think he had seven years left at the time of the trade. But now, because Vancouver has bought him out, that retention slot, and teams are only allowed to retain on three contracts max, one of those slots for Arizona is now being used by Oliver ekman Larson for the next eight years, essentially doubling what they thought they had left. So Vancouver's decision has affected Arizona here. But the real kink this throws into the works is how this affects defensemen come free agency. Oliver ekman Larson is now on the table. Now, granted, Oliver ekman Larson has an injury history, 
And since coming back from injury, he has not been great. Um, He ended this past season with only two goals and I think 22 points. And for someone who has paid several million dollars, uh, that's not great. But now the thing is, a team has an opportunity to sign him for cheap. So one of the benefits Oliver ekman Larson brings is kind of a veteran presence. He's not super old. He is on his early 30s, but he has been a captain in the NHL. And that will essentially be valuable to players or teams who are maybe have a lot of young guys and want someone with a little bit of leadership, even if they can't really contribute on the ice due to their injury history. There is still value in Oliver ekman Larson, albeit for maybe cheap. So it's a question of what is um, he worth to another GM. And in free agency, there's several of these veteran defensemen that are kind of available. You can talk about John Klingberg. You can talk about Matt Dumba. The other big, big piece is Eric Carlson in San Jose, who had a killer season on a terrible team. Eric Carlson very might win the Norris Trophy. Very likely will win the Norris Trophy. But San Jose was nowhere near the playoffs. They were in draft lottery contention. So um, Carlson wants to trade. San Jose wants to trade him. So even though he's not a free agent, Carlson might be available on the market. So now, if you're a team out there looking to upgrade on defense, whether that's offensive capability, whether that's leadership, you have a lot of names available. The thing about Oliver ekman Larson, though, he might be willing to take it for cheaper because he's already getting paid this $19.5 million over eight years from Vancouver to not play for them. And he can, might be okay signing a league minimum contract, which is very, very interesting in a league that has a flat cap. So, you know, Eric Carlson might be the best defenseman available by trade, but you have to give up assets to get him, and he's going to be expensive. His current contract is $11.5 million in cap hit. And it seems like San Jose wants to avoid retaining as much as possible. So you will have to pay that, and it will count against your cap. Um, I really think this is a really interesting move by Vancouver to put Oliver ekman Larson on the market. Like, yes, he's not that number one defenseman anymore, but I think he still has value as a lower tier guy. You know, maybe your number six, number seven defenseman, um, especially as someone who can teach. And this is why if I had to put a prediction out there or if I was an NHL GM, I would say Oliver ekman Larson should be taking a look at Columbus. Um, especially with what their moves they're doing. They have a young team. It could use his veteran presence there. Of course, um, th- because he's a free agent, ekman Larson has uh, power in choosing where he goes. And at the time that he was traded from Arizona, he only wanted to go to either Vancouver or Boston. So uh, Boston is another team that might be able to use him, but they don't really need a veteran presence, right? They would need him for playing ability, which might not be a strong move to make. But if he's available for cheap, why not, right? But um, I really think this is interesting for Columbus. And if I was Jarmo Kekalainen, I'd be going for a player like this. Um, when he played in Arizona, I really loved how he played. Um, he was, like I mentioned, he was a captain there. So to see him have success in some capacity, maybe not as that number one guy anymore, but as someone who would be very interesting to um, lead or teach, I'd love to see that. So. I'm rooting for ekman Larson to end up somewhere like Columbus. Um, I really want to watch what Columbus does this season. They made it very, very interesting with Mike Babcock. Damon Severson was the defenseman that they signed. Um, it's going to be very, very interesting to watch that team. So 
that one I am excited for. Um, yeah, so we're going to be following more stories like this, you know, coming into the draft. There's lots of trades surrounding there, people moving up and down. Um, that'll be done before our next show. So hopefully we can uh, cover that uh, at our next podcast. Um, at this time, I wanted to talk about another story that we didn't get a chance to cover um, last podcast due to the Stanley Cup final and championship celebrations that we talked about. But uh, this is one that's been going on for almost a year, uh, is the Ottawa Senators have finally been sold, or pending approval from the NHL Board of Governors, will be sold, uh, probably by early fall, to a gentleman named Michael Anlauer. So Michael Anlauer is the CEO of Anlauer Healthcare Group. Um, he will be own 90% of the Ottawa Senators, with 10% remaining with Eugene Melnick's children. So Eugene Melnick was the previous owner of the Ottawa Senators, who passed away. And um, his kids who are in trust, who have his trust, are um, trying to facilitate the sale. And looks like it's kind of finally happened. Um, there was a lot of high-profile names uh, that were built a lot of hype, including um, Ryan Reynolds, who at some point expressed interest in owning the Ottawa Senators. But eventually, it looks like they went with Michael Ann Lauer. Um, and Ann Lauer... Uh, who is this guy, right? Why is he relevant to hockey? Um, he has owned and won championships with various OHL teams, Ontario Hockey League teams before. He also previously had a 10% stake in the Montreal Canadiens, which will be sold as part of his deal of buying the Senators. Um, I'm getting all this information, by the way, from The Athletic, who had a great story on this. Um, I'll link it in the description. Um, so The Athletic is also reporting that the sale is $950 million, which is a record for the NHL. Um, beating out the last sale, which was Pittsburgh being acquired by the Fenway Group for nine hundred million. Um, yeah, so this is someone who has been active in hockey, which I think is good for a team like the Ottawa Senators. I know um, Ryan Reynolds, Nico Sparks, um, all those names generated a lot of hype, and having more celebrity involved in the NHL is great. I think at some point Snoop Dogg was talking about it as well, but having someone who is loves the game of hockey, I don't think is a bad thing. You know, um, they talked about Ann Lauer still playing in rec leagues and things like that. And having been active in OHL, having been active in part of the Canadians is, I think, good. You know, someone with experience, especially with a team like Ottawa, where they're trying to rebuild and kind of what's been their roadblock all these years, besides the odd playoff run here and there, has been an ownership that wasn't really willing to invest in this team. And it sounds like this is a difference. You know, this is someone who believes in hockey, who loves hockey, and might not see this just as a financial investment, but rather wants to see this team succeed. I'd be very happy for Ottawa Senators fans and seeing how they can finally have a team that might be actually pushing to win, you know, and not just pushing to be financially stable or pushing to have a real estate deal. All those things are definitely benefits, and I'm sure Mr. Anlauer is a great businessman who considers all those aspects as well. But to have someone who really loves hockey and wants to see hockey succeed and wants to be a champion, um, I think is great. And we can see the effects of that in a team like Vegas. You know, when Bill Foley brought Vegas in, he said, I wanted a championship in six years, and he did it in six. You know, so having an ownership really push to win I think is the way to success in the NHL. And like I mentioned a whole bunch in last podcast, 
Um, the way Vegas won their championship, I think, is a great turning point. And I talked a bit about the general management, but the way ownership is too, I think, is also relevant to that. You know, really have an ownership that pushes to win and does what's required to win. So all those moves the Vegas Golden Knights made, you know, of paying extra, paying extra to get a guy and make sure he doesn't have a no movement clause doesn't happen without a green light from ownership. Eventually you're spending that person's money or that group's money and you need their buy-in in order to be able to do that. So um, I think so far so good from what I've seen from uh, Ann Lauer. And this is of course, like I mentioned, pending approval by early fall. So hopefully they'll be approving this and we can see a competitive Ottawa team in the near future. I know They've been predicted to be in the playoffs the past few years and have either come close, just missed. Uh, we saw what Matt Kachuk did this year. I want to see what the other Kachuk brother can do in Brady. So uh, the Senators are an exciting, exciting team. And, uh, you know, if they take Eric Carlson back, that'd be cool too. A um, little bit hoping for that to happen because I loved Eric Carlson in Ottawa. He came over to San Jose, was not the same guy, just injuries and all of that. But he looks to be back in form and seeing him back in that Sens jersey would just kind of feel right, you know? You know, San Jose is in the place for him right now. San Jose's rebuilding, but Carlson wants that championship, so maybe he can come back to Ottawa with new ownership and new hope and wishing him all the success out there for the Senators. Um, I think that's all we're going to talk about for this episode. Kind of a short one today. But a lot of exciting things going on um, in the NHL the next week. We got NHL awards coming up. So we'll talk about MVPs, Norris candidates, Selkie candidates, all those kind of things. Uh, we can talk about uh, the draft that is also coming up a few days after that. And then all of that leading into free agency July 1st. If you are a fan of team management, this is the season for you. Uh, this is going to be super exciting. So keep it tuned on this feed for glass seats. We're available on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube at Spud Network Podcasts is the handle. So uh, make sure you go ahead and listen and subscribe, leave a comment, leave a rating. It really helps us out. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.